1: G'shawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What up, man? What's going on, man? We haven't had the whole band together in a minute.
2: So I, I didn't get a chance to tell you this because you weren't here yesterday. Uh, I didn't get a chance to tell Freddie yesterday. Uh, I literally had a life-changing experience on my flight, man. What? Like, we were coming back from the Bahamas. Is appropriate for uh, the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, very yeah. Good. Coming very back good. from the Bahamas Sunday morning, okay, at 41,000 feet in the air. All right all of a sudden literally i look up and the pilots are putting their mask on mm-hmm. like their masks have came down i'm like what what the hell? What? and so you naturally look up max like, where 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 are my masks like why are you guys putting your mask on and i'm looking at my kids where are you and the plane just starts descending fast
0: mm-hmm. so
2: quick we go down to like 15000 oh. feet right and pilot ends up losing all technology in the front he's hand steering and literally, we land in Orlando. We, uh-huh. we, so I'm, I'm I'm supposed to come back, supposed to be at work on Monday. But now, all of a sudden, it's 12 o'clock, midday, and I'm landing in Orlando. And there's all these ambulances, fire trucks down at the bottom. We're like, is this? For-? We still have no clue what's going on. We're like, is this for us? Yeah. Like, what? What the hell's going on? Pilot ends up literally coming on intercom saying that uh, the cabin pressure destabilized. We could have all passed out. They put their mask on. They lost all technology in the front of the plane. He had to hand steer the plane down. So it was literally and I spent the whole day trying to get into a hotel at Disney World. That's where
1: me and my family stayed. That in was the actually, lobby by of the way, Disney
2: World. If the plane the- <laughs> would have
1: gone down, that would have been an, an easier time than what you actually experienced. Less, the for, day, less torture. The whole yeah. day,
2: I'm like, I can't. I'm like trying to show my Disney ID. I'm like, can I get a corporate deck? Like, sorry, sir, we have no availability. There's nothing here. So literally, it was like one of those days. We Finally, got back uh, on Monday. And it was like with just my whole family. Like, we're so appreciative, man. Just like it's. Regardless of whether we st- got stuck outside Disney World, we like literally Bahamas than Disney World. Kids ran around. We turned it something positive. But it's like, like that, man. The plane, we could just.
1: I'm just telling you, you would have been better out. off if the plane goes down than if what, what you experienced. <laughs> I would prefer, for me, I would have preferred the other way.
2: So, and here we are today talking about Anthony Davis and the Lakers. You know, like, it, yeah, like that quick.
1: I'll tell you what, man. You ever had an
2: experience like that on the plane?
1: I have. I was on a plane once uh, leaving maybe St. Louis and. Um, I smell something burning, but it's like a metallic smell. And I could see other people smell it, but no one wants to say anything. But I'm not that dude, right? So <laughs> I'm like, pardon me? Excuse me. Yeah. Flight attendant button. Exactly. I'm like, you smell that? She said, yeah. I said, well, what is it? She goes, uh, some, think of something with the microwave or something, something like that with the oven. I said, well, can we check? She comes back. Mm, a minute later, we have to make an emergency landing. What? Yeah, man.
2: So you're the detective- that so, called action.
1: I saved the you day. Saved? So, so like this woman sitting next to me is squeezing my hand, right? Because like, because and you have so no we'll, idea who this woman is. No, because everyone's scared, right? But I'm not that way, only because like, what are you gonna do, right? But it is terrifying that you think, well, this could go at any second, right? Yeah. And it takes about ten minutes to land. We landed in Kansas City. They had to bring in new equipment, which means See, another what plane. What does that mean? Oh, means another, another plane. plane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Don't bring in new equipment and say we're going to give it oh, a Oh, no, go. no. There's zero okay, chance I get right.
1: back on that plane. There's zero chance. <laughs> zero. Come
2: chance. on, back on. We'll give it another shot. Yeah. Like a uh, pass. More yeah. importantly, how do I not get a room at Disney World? At Disney World. Dis- I got to go back down.
1: Did you so, have a bad show recently? or? <laughs>
2: Ah, now it's all coming together. That's what now it was. Now it's all coming together, Bob Iger. Gir- to you listening to
1: your last Tuesday, you <laughs> mailed it in. <laughs> no room for
2: you or your ten kids, kids like baby's kids running around. So wait, where'd, where'd
1: you eventually stay?
2: We we eventually got a room at Disney. Oh, at Disney. We, you did later. It? But I mean, we were in a lobby for like six, seven hours, I and mean, oh. my kids, and my kids came back from vacation looking like my complexion, right? So like they're just Good, running healthy. around everywhere, going crazy. It was just like one of, the, it was one of those great experiences, man. Yeah. But I did have a woman at the front desk that was like, you ever see a Long King Polly where he's yeah, trying to get right. on the plane? Right, right. And she's just doing all the typing. Typing forever, Typing yeah. for like 15 minutes. Like, ah, yeah, ah, ah, yeah, we have no rooms. I'm like, it took you 10 minutes to yeah. tell me you have no rooms?
1: <laughs> you know what I used to tell him? <laughs> I used to tell him, like, if I get to a hotel, and I was like, let me ask something. whoever the vice president is. You don't you use go the, go right president, to the, the vice VP. president. If it was Dick Cheney or whoever, you say, let me ask you something. Dick Cheney walks in right now. You got a room, right? <laughs> you compare yourself I'm, to Dick Cheney. I'm, I'm Dick Cheney. Right? You're Dick Cheney. I'm, that's... I'm whoever. I'm Kamala, right? I'm whoever is the VP. You say, yeah. okay, that's me now. Now where's the room? They'll find something.
2: <laughs> so that was, yeah. It was, a, it was a good overall weekend. I just wanted to share that with you.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It was a good overall weekend. Very yeah. great overall weekend when you consider the alternative. You're alive. Yeah. Sitting, the worst part about all of that is I'd be sitting here all by myself.
2: And then I came back to seven inches of snow.
1: Yeah. That's where we were. You know what else is like seven? <laughs> how do you do it? I don't know. Uh, you, we heard sound on the way in of you talking about AD carrying a team without LeBron. How that has not happened. The only time I remember him on the Pelicans, and I thought he, was, I thought he had a chance to be the greatest power forward ever at the time. Of course, you know, that's Tim Duncan by a mile. But AD's raw ability and, and his refined skill at that point, you're like, whoa, if he starts winning championships at some point, there was one year. 2000, I don't know, 14, 15, I don't remember what it was. The Spurs really needed a win for for home court purposes at last game of the season. And AD just took it to him. And the Pelicans won, made the playoffs, but also like hurt the Spurs, a game the Spurs needed. I thought, oh, look at that. Maybe he is a big game player. He really just doesn't have enough around him. And he is a big game player if he's the second banana. But he's not built, it doesn't seem, Jay. Maybe it's the skill set, whatever it is, the way the game's changed to be the lead guy, and you saw the video on the way in, if you're watching us on ESPN2 or on ESPN2 till 8 a.m., ESPNU till 10 a.m., Jay, LeBron goes, I heard, you could could read his lips, I heard it pop. Soon as LeBron says, I heard it pop, and he grabs his foot, that's your season. I mean, that's it.
2: Uh, So I said this yesterday, I I I saw one of these, Uh, while in the Bahamas, uh, a new BMW 7 Series 2023. And I was like, wow, that looks very different from the the last 7 Series I think I saw was like 2015. And I feel like, Max, how I talked about that BMW 7 Series is how I look at Giannis and Jokic. I'm like, I think they're that new 2023 7 Series BMW. That thing looks different. Has all these different gadgets, guys bringing the ball up the court. Guys grabbing polo-like rebounds with one hand, lobbing it back in, throwing outlet passes, initiating the offense. And I'm kind of looking at Anthony Davis like, are you that 2015 BMW 7 Series? I remember when that came out, that thing was dope. It was incredible. You had a chance to be all these other things. But it's not the new addition of where the game is going. And that's the only way I can put it. Like, I said yesterday, he'll give you 27. Give you 27. He'll give you 18. I mean, last night he gave you, what, 28 and 19? But it's not like momentum play. It's not the type of points that initiate and lift the offense and carry the momentum of the offense because he's not giving you 15 assists every night. He's not forcing a defense to collapse. And, by the way, you know, Memphis dominated the paint. They were plus 38 in the paint. And AD can't really handle the rocks. So now you're looking at Dennis Schroeder. You're looking at Austin Reeves. And when you have 26 turnovers, you're not going to win the games. So I'm sitting here still holding pat to what I said yesterday. I I love A.D. He is a, a, a complimentary championship player to the player. To the player. He's never going to be the guy. And that's okay. That's not a knock on Anthony Davis. He's a
1: piece of a championship team. He's just not going to be the catalyst like a LeBron, a Giannis, or a Jokic. He, it's funny because the big story about him was he was six feet one year and he comes back almost seven feet the next year. Right? He grew all this. And he was a point guard. Oh, he has these point guard skills. And it l- appeared that... By the standards of the league he came into, to your point, he did, have, he did have guard-ish skills given his size. But it has evolved since then. And now you expect at least that if you're a top player at the 4-5, right? You should be able to handle like AD. He's uh,
2: Max, can I, I just want to say, so he had 28, 28 and 19.
1: Yeah. So Empty calorie stats?
2: To a degree. So we come in this morning. And Nuno, our producer, is like, yeah, Jay, 28 and 19. I'm like, hold on a second. Let's actually deconstruct this. Mm -hmm. So there is no Steven Adams playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. You have no LeBron James. You are him, right? How are you going to take two shots in the first quarter? How are you going to take two? Max, if I'm coming in and I don't have my star player next to me, and there I'm looking at Jaron Jackson being like, yo, I know you're the new guy, but I'm about to put I'm about to put you on notice. How do you have two shots in the first quarter? That's the that's
1: his mentality, right? It can't be. But let's go back to 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 you. You brought up Giannis. Let's leave Giannis out because Giannis is really he can initiate offense. You can call him a point guard, point forward, or center, or power forward. He does not have the handling or the skills of KD, let's say, but he is not just a space-eating kind of back-to-the-basket It almost feels type. like
2: AD is like that traditional big. Yeah, like this, that is traditional big. big. this is what I want to
1: get This is what I want to get to. Embiid and Jokic, though, are more like AD, although bigger, and they have ball-handling skills, although better than AD, or just for their size as impressive, right, or more impressive. I would say this, Jay. Embiid has won zero championships, been in the league a minute, been on a bunch of good teams. Jokic has not come close to winning a championship, been on a bunch of good teams, been in the league for a minute, AD won one with LeBron, and you could say, well, there were other teams that were better, blah, blah, blah. But now imagine those same teams, but instead of Embiid or Jokic, it's LeBron or KD. You think about the team differently. Like, I don't know if in this era, to your point, you can win a championship with that guy, no matter how good he is as your best player, you need another guy at least as good as that if your best player doesn't have kind of guard skills. See, I
2: think Denver can win a championship
1: this, this year. This year? Okay. I do. Because I, I think, a great, Aaron, a I think case study.
2: Aaron Gordon's game has elevated. Yeah. He is shooting the ball extremely well. Jamal Murray's playing well. Michael Porter Jr. is playing well. Like, they let go of Bones Highland. Like, it's... This team, I think, is built to win a Aaron championship. Aaron Gordon's always life.
1: said he can shoot, it's, it, but it is an issue. Of if you're not going to get a lot of opportunities to shoot, you won't shoot it as well, right? So he's in a situation now maybe he can showcase and, himself a little bit.
2: And the, the last thing I'll say about AD, and, and Shaq said this on the broadcast, right? Like you, you got to bring them to the playoff spot. You got to get them in the playoffs. Like That's what you have to do. Jaron Jackson had a putback last night. I'm sitting there watching the game. Okay, Here's how I know I will react. Now, I know I didn't play 15 years in the league. I know that Kobe Bryant is somebody that was like a big brother to me. I know that competitively. I am crazy as hell. I'll do anything to beat your ass. I don't care. But I know, like, if somebody caught a putback on me and they elbowed me in the face, I'm not grabbing my face. I'm about to put my elbow back in your face. Mm -hmm. Especially for a team like the Lakers and Memphis, who has been talking trash to the Lakers, who then post on their social media, yeah, hold that L, Shannon Sharp." Like, yeah, hold that. Like, they're trying to punk you. That's when you need A.D., not today. Not today. Not not when you think you're going to catch me down. Not today.
1: Coming up. Oh, coming up. Lakers weren't (laughs) the only team that lost the game they needed to win. The Mavs fell to 1-4 with Kyrie and Luka. You know what we do in the media. Who deserves the blame? We'll blame someone. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?
1: Five, four, crossing over, stepping back for the win, short, rebound, controlled by Indiana, the horn sounds, the game is over, and once again, the Mavericks unable to convert in a last-second shot situation to tie or win the game. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willem X, uh, ESPN uh, Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: uh, uh. uh.
1: Kyrie Irving, that sound you heard just coming in. He missed a potential game-winning three-pointer. That's from 97-1, the freak. And Kyrie Irving has a freakish, but, you know, Kyrie is, you know. (laughs) Hey, yo. (laughs) He's a freakish what? You know, uh, 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 skill level, whatever. (laughs) The the thing about, thing about Kyrie is that he is arguably, I've been saying for years, you can argue he's the most skilled player who ever lived, right? Yes. Legit argument. There's a legit argument. In fact, when push comes to shove, I think he might win that argument. If you just there was fewer a whole, skills. Max,
2: there was a whole movement in high school basketball called the Jelly Fam.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the yep. Jelly
2: Fam? Mm-hmm. All these kids doing like reverse layups with the right hand, spinning the ball with English off the gra- glass.
1: And you saw how difficult, Like, and that Kyrie does that stuff like it's in his sleep. Right. He's he yeah you could argue he is best layup package of all time best handles of all time I, by the way well what about the mm, what doesn't push mean it always translates show?
2: into winning yeah and championships it it, nor
1: does it mean that his handles are as good in his era as AI's were in his era better but 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 better and greater are two different things man, of hey, course it advances so I so, love
2: AI I used to carry the hell out of the ball man
1: yeah yeah but what I mean is in his day he I've might have been it. farther out in front of his pack. Than Kyrie. But in terms of actual skill for skill, Kyrie's going to get him. People it improve, right? On the pre- previous Improve era. the design, right? Yeah. And Kyrie isn't, but I got to say, Jay, and it's ridiculous. Oh, you don't react off of one game. He's been, and he's, he just got there. I get it. And they have flaws on the team. Kyrie's got to show at some point in his career. He doesn't have to, but it would be nice for him to. <laughs> That he can win without LeBron. And by that I mean make a team better with him on the floor. There have been too many examples. As, he just got to Dallas. I get it. There have been too many examples of teams where you look at the record and he misses a bunch of time. When you look at the record with Kyrie on and off the floor and you go, as Key would say, same thing, right? Or even if the record might get a little worse. Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn. Can't happen again in Dallas. Now, maybe he's only there for 20-something games that it doesn't matter. But, Jay, I've noticed it. I don't want to come out on the radio the next day and go, oh, look at Kyrie. But but I've noticed it, man. Why aren't his... I'm talking about wins and losses. Given how talent... And, and it's not just the skills, Jay. It's one thing to have skills. People conflate skills and talent, right? Talent's your capacity to do something. Skills is the refined stuff that you... That you Get out of it. He has both. Got You got to win. You're with Luca now. There are plenty of excuses why you should, why you could lose. You got to win. If you're Kyrie, you got to show you can win.
2: Well, everybody's trying to win, Max. Ky- no kidding. Kyrie Irving is trying to
1: win. Let's I'm not, saying he's okay. not
2: trying. I, I don't. I don't put the loss on Kyrie Irving last night. I mean, number one, defense is going to be the Achilles heel for the Dallas Mavericks. That's the first thing we said for this team. Whenever you give up Dorian Finney-Smith, who is one of your primary wing defenders, and Maxi Kleber is not playing, right? He's your, probably your best defender right now on the team. Those are your Not three on the floor. And,
1: those are your 3, three and D, D guys, pl- But they're 3 and D plus. They got a little extra.
2: Don't really have a rim protector, yeah. right? It's, it's more floor spacing. They're going to outscore you. To me, the biggest takeaway from last night wasn't Kyrie Irving missing the shot or him being 7 to 18 for 16 points. It was the fact that this team has to give the ball to the player who is hot, who is going. We always get bogged down into who's going to be the closer, who's going to be the facilitator, whose ego is going to give in to those big no, – I don't care. That's Jason Kidd's responsibility as the lead guard, as a head coach on this team. So last night, when Luka Doncic is 14 for 25 for 39 points, who's giving you eight assists, who was feeling it down the stretch, Kyrie isn't really feeling it. Why isn't the ball in the hands of Luca to make that play? Why is it in Kyrie Irving's hand? And, and Luca's going to say the right thing. He said it last night. It was a great quote. He said, quote, it was a good shot. It's Kyrie. He can make a lot of good shots. So we trust him, end quote. I love that, Luca. Hey, deflect. But when you got it cooking, that's when you go to Jason Kidd. Like, I love Kyrie. It's me right now. It's me. It may have been him five games ago. It's I mean, me shot looks right good. Now. I
1: could live with losing on a shot like that. If you just boil it down to that shot, he got a good look. But who was cooking last night? Luca. So when Luca you cook,
2: was having a when, when you get in your bag about something, I'm like, yo, take the mic. Rock. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Take three minutes to talk. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're digging down on something where it feels like it's going to the right place. So I, I get that people can make shots at different moments. I'm not going to dig deeper into this but I I do feel like the ball should have been in the hands of Luka Doncic last night
1: so I'm gonna do that thing now where I just rephrase what you said so it works perfectly every time But, but but let me understand this to make sure I got it the audience understands too there's been a big thing made about who gets the last shot on this team and it seems to have come down to Luka will carry you there but Kyrie will close right and what you're saying is no both of these guys can do a lot of stuff. The way you determine who gets the last shot is how have they looked in that game. Who's got it cooking?
2: Dallas's chances of winning a world championship or NBA championship will come down to, number one, defense, and then number two. And then
1: two, they ain't going to win. Yeah,
2: go and then number two, Jason Kidd's <laughs> ability to manage those two egos, to put them in positions to let them succeed. You know, He, he- has to do that.
1: The, the Mavs are in a tough spot, and Mark Cuban's in a tough spot in this that sense. Tough spot. Well, let They're me tell, in a great spot. Let me tell you what I mean. It's not, for whatever reason, a magnet for NBA stars, even though we've talked about this warm weather, no state income tax. They have a <laughs> history, they've won a championship. Mark Cuban looks like a team, a player friendly kind of owner. Um, but they have to operate like a smaller mid-market team in this sense, Jay. If a player, if a star becomes available, they got to and they have a star already on the team, but they don't have enough to win a championship. They got to make a move in a trade. They have to because that's the way you're going to get something put together, right? So they make the move for Kyrie. We can't get guys to sign here for whatever reason on that level. Let's make a move for this guy. Now, here's here's the rub though. In making that move, Just like the Nets made the move, or or the Suns made the move, you have to thin out the roster. Like, the Nets wound up with a package of players that they needed to put around KD and Kyrie in order to win. But in order to get them, they had to move those guys. Meantime, the Suns had to move that kind of stuff you need. Oh, my God, if you have that, you're going to win a championship if you also have star players. But they had to move that stuff, the 3 and D guys plus the Bridges and and Cam's and those guys, in order to get the star. Well, the rub for 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 the Mavs and for Mark Cuban is we had to move all that stuff to bring in Kyrie. Now it usually takes a year or two to build that other stuff back You're up around to do them. That in they, games. Ain't a, they ain't got They didn't got a year or two. Kyrie might bolt after this year if they don't win. But it's going to be hard to win without those guys because they can't defend.
2: My only concern ah. is that Luka Doncic doesn't become the bystander here off Kyrie. Right. Like it, it, at the end of the day, this is Luka Doncic's team. It's his team. So what that means to me, Max, is when we get down the stretch, my coach and I, we have to have a different relationship here. And I get that sometimes we may defer to Kyrie, but when I have it going, it's my team. It's my ball.
1: When has it ever worked out as Kyrie's team? In, the, in Cleveland, it was LeBron's team. In Boston, it needed to be Tatum's team, or, or Marcus Smart, but it was Kyrie. How did that go when it was Kyrie? In Brooklyn... Was it Kyrie's team or KD's team? Really, Kyrie's team, it fell apart. He has not developed the kind of leadership skills to, it, for, it, for him to take his team, and that's what I'm talking about, over the top. But when he is a weapon, forget it. And it's not a knock, it's just an observation.
0: There's no doubt in my mind that there's a lot of excitement around this Suns team of what they're gonna be when they get Kevin Durant. As far as integrating Kevin, I think there's gonna be times where there may be hiccups. The guy's been great at integrating me in all the sets and having a long practice so we can figure some stuff out, so it's been fun. I'm looking forward to try to, you know, translate that over to the floor.
2: The expectation is that he is gonna hit the ground running, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he fits in seamlessly to what this team does
3: offensively.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can help people affected by the Turkey earthquake. By the way, there was this giant earthquake in Turkey, but there have been several aftershocks that have also been deadly. The last I looked, according to Reuters, early this morning, the death toll in Turkey is over 45,000. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. And we're going to get to KD's return in a second, but people want to talk about what we've been talking about, Jay. Curtis in North Carolina. You're on with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Just Jay and me today, ESPN Radio.
2: Hey, what's going on,
1: What up, Curtis? Yo, Jay,
2: man, hey, I rock with you a lot, but you got to relax. I know you're in a rush to be right. You got to relax, man. Like, the the guys literally are 4-2 and since we got everybody after the trade. Yes, we lost to Memphis last night, who's number two in the Western Conference. We got a couple of games that we can definitely win, and we're about to be on a road street. We're we're only a game or two behind number nine in the West. Yeah, we wanted to be number six with LeBron being there, but we can definitely be in a play-in. With, with, without him. I, I don't think it's that hard. Utah's not going to be as strong as they used to be. We're not really worried about OKC. Nobody knows what New Orleans is going to do, and AD is going to be fine. We need D'Lo back so that we can actually have a point guard. So, Curse, I agree with you on D'Lo. I just I like I like the bet. I like the odds, and like what what I'm saying about AD isn't wrong. It's not wrong, especially if you're thinking about. How do you, if AD is what you're keeping going into the future, as your franchise star player if you don't have LeBron James? I'm not saying the makeup of the team can't get into the play-in. I'm just saying now without LeBron James being there, with AD being the center focus of the offense, until D'Lo gets back, it leaves a lot of questionable games. And yes, you have the easiest remaining schedule. I think that puts more pressure on the Lakers than it just says, yeah, we'll be okay. Do
1: you know how long it's been? Like, I, hear, I like you could argue, oh, they'll make the play-in, yes, no, whatever. Right? It's possible, I guess, if everything goes right. I think Jay's right. He likes the odds. You know how long it's been since a dominant big was the best player on a championship team and how much it takes. Like, it, by big, I mean, well, AD's not really a five. Can, can you score in the post? Can you defend the paint? Um, that kind of stuff. Can you be a, a, a shot deter, if not blocker or right deflector, but at least deter people from shooting based on your size and all that stuff? It's been like you could say Duncan, right? Duncan won championships, never the went back to back. Game was had,
2: still so different. It back was, then and too. and
1: he had incredible supporting casts. Even Shaq, like think about Shaquille O'Neal, Ain't no one in the game today dominant. Like coming into the league, like Sha- like people don't understand how dominant Shaq was from day one. He was unstoppable. Yao Ming was once asked what it was like to play against no him. Need, no need to bring that up. No need <laughs> he said it was, was like playing against a meat wall. A meat wall. Was, was, all right. A meat wall. <laughs> right. A meat wall. So Shaq was as dominant as anyone ever. He couldn't win a championship. With Penny Hardaway and almost a perfect supporting cast in his starting five. Couldn't really even come that close. It took Kobe Bryant in his prime and Phil Jackson for Shaq to win championships. And then later, Dwayne Wade. Wade and Pat Riley in these guys, right? It takes so much for that guy to be the best player on a championship team. And AD ain't Shaq. Like, he's not by himself. He's going. You need a guy better than A.D. or at least as good as him to to make noise. I'm just going to go back down
2: to my boy in Curtis in North Carolina. And by the way, North Carolina, I am coming on Friday for college game day. I am there, and it is payback time for my Blue Devils. I will be down in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina on Friday. I am coming. But back to Curtis. You have a point. You have a point, Curtis. I appreciate your point. I just want to establish something with you, Curtis. You are talking about the Lakers making the damn play-in tournament. Yeah, maybe. That's what we're debating right now. The Lakers making the play-in tournament. If
1: they get D'Angelo Russell back, maybe they can make the play-in. Or
2: missing the playoffs for the second consecutive year if they miss it. So think about that five-year span with LeBron, right? When we had Harry Douglas on yesterday saying it's been a failure. I'm not saying it's been a failure because they won a championship several years ago. But you look at this five-year span – it hasn't been all roses for the Lakers. And we're sitting up here today on March 1st arguing whether or not they're going to make the play-in tournament.
1: That's where we are. When the Lakers got brought in LeBron, when he decided to go there, and then make the trade for AD, it was not the kind of organic putting together of a dynastic team that, for example, trading for Kareem and then drafting Magic and then Worthy was, or tr- making a draft-day trade for Kobe after signing Shaq. These are young ascending players that you put together and kind of organically built around the GM and the franchise was doing it. This was a descending player, although from Olympian heights. Who, LeBron? LeBron. He was, still, was like 33. He was still great, but he wasn't going to get better than he had ever been. And okay. in fact, he didn't. And, and then putting your chips in for AD, it felt much more to me like I lived through a Yankees dynasty in the late 90s where ascending players were brought together and won four out of five World Series. And I also lived through, in 2009, the Yankees, nice team, made certain moves and put together a championship team, and that was the one they got, right? And and they haven't won since. This Lakers' latest iteration of a championship team feels much more like the 09 Yankees than the early 2000s. It's much less like Kobe and Shaq or Magic and Kareem. You know, then people would like it to be. But were you going to trade that championship? I'd take it.
2: I'll take it. I mean, I thought AD and LeBron was going to be a better version of PB and J, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought they're going to be a better version of that because their games are actually compatible.
1: How the, the hell are you going
2: to stop those dudes in a pick and roll?
1: This is that's the issue. Like of when, aging, once again, man, surrounding with
2: more. shooters, if you have personnel that he had from Miami, which they had at the beginning, Caruso, KCP, all those guys, right? Who is stopping that combination at the top of the key? They were
1: in such a rush to guard against LeBron's aging that in doing that, they didn't do the simple things they needed to win. Like, the Westbrook decision seems to me to be about, what can we do now? We have to think outside the box to elongate this runway for LeBron as he ages. We need another guy to put the ball... No, just get shooters and defenders, and we know what this is with LeBron. Mm -hmm. And that decision cost the Lakers... Maybe a chance at a dynastic run, right? Or something Once like that. If you it.
2: look back at that free agent, DeMar DeRozan, a couple years ago, it would have been different.
1: Has all the drama, in fact, been good for Kevin Durant? 888 say ESPN, 729 3776. Has all the drama been, been good, good for Kevin Durant? Not bad for KD, good for KD. All the distractions, the burner accounts, the, the super teams, the different. Has it been good for him? 888-SAY-ESPN, Keyshawn J. Willemax, we're presented by Progressive Insurance.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful Slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel slash unsportsmanlike.
1: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. There's no doubt in my mind that there's a lot of excitement
0: around this Suns team of what they're going to be when they get Kevin Durant. As far as integrating Kevin, I think there's going to be times where there may be hiccups. The guy's been great at integrating me in all the sets and having a long practice so we can figure some stuff out, so it's been fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to try to you know translate that over to the floor.
2: The expectation is that he is going to hit the ground running, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he fits in seamlessly to what this team does offensively.
1: Keyshawn, Jay max mm. ESPN Radio were presented by Progressive mm. Insurance. Jay, I think there's an argument to be made that Kevin Durant's, the drama surrounding him with burner accounts, going team to team, whatever it is, where he, he has been good for his career. Because, how so? Because, yes, he won two championships, but you know how I feel about that.
2: Two finals MVPs.
1: Two finals Don't come over it. I, I, my contention is, if you add... We already knew he was an MVP level player. Like, duh. You add any MVP level player; it doesn't matter if it's redundant with Clay and Steph. Even you add any MVP player to a 73 win Warriors team, they can't. They it's impossible. I, I do want to state lose.
2: for the record that Draymond Green himself did say on his podcast that there's no way that the Golden State Warriors win a championship without KD both years,
1: except that they won before and after. And by well, the way, they, that's they, right. They didn't need KD. They they, 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 they don't maybe win, beat the Cavs without KD. But let's say it was Paul George. What are they going to do? I still don't know. I, I do. No, They're going to be- crush everyone. I don't know. Jimmy Butler, they it would
2: crush. was a hell of a defender. Those are wing defenders, man. I don't know.
1: But, Jay, they had I, the two best shooters, literally. I don't want to digress. Lived. Stay on your point. Right. We didn't want to argue so, about that. So, right. Let's not get bogged down. Good, good assist there <laughs> from the point guard. So, what they call you at the Rucker?
4: Huh? It's the greatest. Jason Bourne. Ever. Jeez. born identity oh,
1: oh that's born supremacy born right? supremacy yeah See, i remember nickname. it was so fresh. you remember you yeah because <laughs> i got hyped about it if you ever go to the i don't even know why you let people talk to you if I, if I ever went to the rucker and afterwards they called me born supremacy if someone tried to say that don't talk to me <laughs> don't look
2: directly born at supremacy. me supremacy i got born it supremacy come on I was born really supremacy on one leg out there imagine if i had both legs working
1: that was after
2: that was after yeah it wasn't while i was playing it was after
1: I figured it was when you were coming into the league. No, way after. That was after? After. Whew. Well, you're good at basketball. <laughs> All right, so so K, I think it's good for KD, the drama, and I'll tell you why, Jay. Instead of just the focus being on what people have talked about, I and others have talked about, right? Hey, you know, yeah, you won on the Warriors. Come on, man. Can you win a championship? In been a lot of really good teams. Can you do it? He is. He leads shows all the time, and people talk about him all the time, and it's not always in that context. And that's because, as I said a million times, Jay, we understand the world through storytelling. Stories are only as interesting as their characters are interesting. What makes them tick? Are we interested in 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 the, in like what they got? What's the obstacle in front of them? How great is it? Can they overcome it? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. KD, whatever you think about him, is an interesting character Mm -hmm. that at times uh, 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 distracts from, can he win a championship and otherwise keeps him at the, in the forefront of our, of our sports consciousness, I think it's been good for him. Can you
2: argue Max that you think about the drama first before you actually think about the product that he exhibits on the court. When you think about Kevin Durant, when I say Kevin Durant, do you think basketball or do you think drama first?
1: That's a great question. I guess
2: cuz I know a lot of people will say drama. For me, I think basketball first.
1: Well, that's what's underneath it. The reason we're interested in the first place is because Obviously, the yes. level of his ability and skill is like you could argue it's the best ever. So combined with size and everything, you know what makes you think about KD differently? Mm.
2: LeBron James. Right. Because the way LeBron James leads, vocal, all these stuff, right, that he exhibits, the comparisons to Michael Jordan, even though it's different, that leadership style is very different than Kevin Durant. And one of the things I've learned throughout playing sports for over 30 years is that you can lead in different ways. The way Kevin Durant leads is KD's the first one at the gym, the last one to leave. He is an absolute dog in the gym he loves the game the game takes him away from all the drama that he's had around his life since time he's been little right it's his safe haven whereas lebron when he's on the game there's a lot more direction you go going there i'm the leader i'm that guy i'm seen as like the forefront of the league like i'm i'm Very thoughtful. I'm cerebral in that way, whereas KD is, but it's just in the
1: game. But the the interesting thing, and it is also the nature of their games, KD is the purest scorer scorer ever. LeBron's like the the point forward. Yeah, and LeBron has a greater effect, and we had Andre Snellings on the show talking about that, right? The numbers back it up. He has a greater effect on elevating his teammates than KD does. It's maybe the nature of their games, but it's impossible to decouple that, to unlink it in our minds, I think, at least in mine, from leadership style as well. Because when that guy, when the complementary piece that is the purest scorer also doesn't lead the same way that the point forward does, and we also notice that he doesn't have the same effect on his teammates as the point forward does. How do you separate those things? It and seems by the like way, it's all part of the same thing. Think
2: about the stars. Like, think about these stars, right? So LeBron came into the league bigger than life. Yeah. Safe to say he's exceeded expectations, yeah, correct? Crazy. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Steph came into the game and was like... Whoa. So wait, Seth Greenberg, my college game day, you know, co-host back in the day, didn't want, wait, you didn't want Steph? And then Seth is like, Seth and I talk, he's like, well, wait a second. He was okay, Jay, but he wasn't like that in college. So Steph is the underdog Mm -hmm. that exceeded expectations. You're looking at KD saying like, yeah, like people label KD as like the villain. Like think about like the cupcake with OKC, then going to Golden State. Why would you want to go there? Then he leaves Golden State. Why would you want to leave there? Then you're joining, you know, you're leaving Steph Curry for Kyrie. Then it, it didn't work out. Now you, you got traded, but did you force your way out? It's almost like you can't see past all the extra stuff to recognize the brilliance of what's on, on the court. It's crazy
1: to me. Eight 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 say ESPN. What's crazy to me about KD. Is you think of the greatest players ever, Michael Jordan? LeBron James. Let's leave the bigs out of it for a second, yeah. right? KD. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. By the way, Larry Bird. Bird, yeah. You, when I think of even small forwards, and I know positionless, whatever, LeBron is one. Larry Bird to me is two. There's no way it shouldn't be KD. But the fact is, Bird was the central gravitational force and leader of multiple championship teams, he had that effect that LeBron has on teams where he shows up, they won 20-something games the year before, they won 60 year one. He was the alpha. He was the... and and. But this, it shouldn't be because KD is better, right? KD is taller, faster, better defender, easier scorer, the whole thing. But whatever we're talking about, whether it's the Extra style of stuff. his game or the leadership quality or whatever, it doesn't... It, 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 it there's something different about it.
2: LeBron, bigger than life. Steph, the underdog. Yeah. Giannis, the most likable superstar. Did you see him the other night on The Daily Show? Yeah,
1: he's great. Yeah. Where,
2: like, Hasan Minaj literally wrote jokes for him to roast people. Like, he wrote a joke about Luka saying that he looks like a, a Slovenian bodyguard, bouncer, like, yeah. bouncer yeah. outside a hookah bar, yeah. right? And Giannis could even say it. He's like, Luke, I actually like your game. Like, yeah. He can't find himself no, to do it. He can't do it. Right? Most likable. I mean, how do you look at Kevin
1: Durant? Freddie in Virginia. You're on with Keyshawn J. Williams. ESPN Radio. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Freddie. Good morning, Freddie. Is
2: this ESPN Russia?
1: Why? What's up? <laughs> Whoa.
2: I mean, propaganda. How can you <laughs> go a whole hour... What well, the Milwaukee Bucks win fifteen games in a row, best record in the league, and they don't even get a sniff.
1: You want to know the real answer to that question? That's why I asked. You it. It okay, people do research and they find that you don't want to hear about the Milwaukee Bucks. You you do want to hear about Giannis, but you don't really want to hear about the Bucks. And by the way, you don't even want to hear about Giannis as much as you want to hear about LeBron. That's why.
2: By the way, I would happily talk about Giannis and the Bucks, him coming back to beat up on my Brooklyn Nets last night, having thirty plus points in the way they played, and the fact they found ways to win sixteen games straight without him. But there's a reason why people don't talk about them or the Denver Nuggets. I mean, by the way, for the record, which I, is rude in my opinion.
1: I think the Bucks the whole time should have been favorite. Well, I think once they made the trade for Jay Crowder, they, to me they became the favorites in the East, and they didn't always look great during this win streak. Middleton in and out of the lineup beating teams down, multiple players, barely. But they were winning the games, and they are the team that won the championship out of these. How are Lakers fans feeling after last night? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.